When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Longhorn Radio Network. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark is brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort, over 10,000 ways to play. By Rico, an official corporate sponsor of Texas Athletics. The University Co-op. Get ready for game day and support student success at UT Austin by shopping the Co-op. By your South Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. The Texas Lottery. Longhorn fans, play the Texas Lottery today. The Texas Lottery proudly supports Texas education and veterans. of the Longhorns, Craig Way. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, presented by the Texas Lottery from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. Glad to have you with us. Uh, you know, this, this is uh, not a land and never has been of moral victories, but that doesn't mean great positive things can't come from an effort and a performance like your team gave last Saturday? Well, I think, uh, you know, I was really proud of our team. I thought we played hard. Uh, I thought we played tough. I thought we were physical. Uh, I thought we played really smart uh, in a game that, that had a lot of fouls called, some fouls maybe not called. Uh, but in the end, we gave ourselves an opportunity against, you know, the number one team in the country. Um, uh, it's unfortunate we didn't come out with the win, but there was a lot of things in that ball game for us to build upon. There's a lot of things in that ball game for us to improve upon. Um, but in the end, what an awesome atmosphere that we had for 11 a.m. kick and, and the student section, you know, full at 8 a.m. It was an awesome atmosphere. Um, but now we've got to get back to work. Like I told the team, you know, we're, we got right back to it on Sunday. We've got to improve. You know, like I, I told them, better never rest. And uh, our job is to continue to improve and to get better, and that's, I think, what we've done this week. There were those who were probably, um, as some might have been a little surprised, but definitely were incredibly impressed with how physical your team was against what's reputed to be as physical a football team as there is in all of college football, as well as one of the best in Alabama. But I got the vibe from you even last week that your guys were going to be physical, and therefore you weren't surprised in how physically tough and mentally tough they could be in a game like that. Yeah, you know, I, I think that you know we've been banging this drum since the day I got here. There's a there's a style and a brand of football that that I believe in playing in, um, and sometimes that takes time to to build to, um, whether it's you know working through it in practice, whether it's through having some of the heartaches that you have in game where you don't play that style of play, whether it's through recruiting, whether it's through individual player development. Um, but I, I really felt it even in training camp that we were, a, we were a much more physical team this year than we were a year ago. We practiced more physical. 
Um, that doesn't mean we're on the ground and all that, but there's a way to strike strike blocks and, and take on blocks and fit runners and do do all the things that you need to do as, as a football team. Um, but also I like I think there's an effort piece that goes with physicality. And I think defensively, um, we're populating the football. There's a, there's a lot of white hats getting in and around the ball, so uh, guys are playing more aggressive. They don't feel like they're out on an island. If they miss the tackle, oh, no, he might score. The reality of it is, you know, we're, we're taking our shots, but we're populating the ball, and the net is there to get them on the ground. So all in all, proud of the way that we're playing. Um, I would like our execution to improve more offensively, which I'm sure we'll talk more about. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, I, I think we're, we're taking the necessary steps and the right steps uh, to grow as a program. I think it was a week or two ago when I, when I first time I really can remember hearing you actually use that phrase, populating the football. Uh, but it does, it does have a certain definite definition for it, doesn't it? Oh, it does. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, when the ball carrier ultimately gets tackled, what I like to do is freeze the film. I'll, st I'll pause the film. How many helmets are in the screen? That tells me the type of effort that we're playing with. And I think our defensive coaches has, have done a tremendous job of, of not just preaching effort, but practicing effort. We do a lot of pursuit drills. We do a lot of tackling drills. We do a lot of leverage drills to make sure we're leveraging the ball, we're getting to the football. And then when we get there, we, you know, we got to get there angry. And I, I think that our guys are doing that. With regard to uh, the, the mental approach coming out of that game as you have gone through the preparation for UTSA this week, what was the, the vibe that you got from your guys that you noticed on Sunday when you got back together, on Monday as you started into the week? Was it what, what you wanted in terms of we got to get back to work, as you mentioned, uh, about that sort of thing? Yeah, I think a couple things stood out to me. One, I think there was a, a real sense of confidence on our team that – you know, if that's the number one team in the country and we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them until the, the final seconds of that, of that ball game, uh, there's a real sense of confidence that when we prepare the right way, when we prepare mentally, when we prepare physically, you know, learning the game plan, practicing the game plan, and then ultimately emotionally quieting the noise around us, we can play a really good brand and a really good style of football regardless of who the opponent is. And... Just like last week when it was here comes Alabama into town and how are we going to play, it didn't really matter that that was Alabama. We played our style of football. And nothing to take away from UTSA this week, we got to make sure that we go play our style of football, our brand of football the way we want to play it. Um, and I think that our players understand that, the value of practice. And Tuesday was an awesome practice. I mean, I couldn't have been more fired up about the way we came out after a very physical game on Saturday, to come back on a Tuesday and have an extremely physical practice, that's what Tuesdays are for for us, and uh, the guys responded. You know, physical run periods, physical, you know, good on good periods, uh, the scout periods, the scout team guys responded. I think they saw their value when they give a good look. Now the guys are more prepared to go play. So everything kind of goes into that pot that, that we've all got a role to do. And if we all do it really well, we give ourselves a better opportunity to play well. I guess that's where I was going with that, is that what you saw in the eyes of your guys when they went to the practice field there on Monday, going back to work, coming off of that, did you see, the, the, I don't know, some anticipation, some eagerness about getting back to work and improving on narrowly missing out on knocking off the number one team in the country and now being able to build on that? Well, I think so. You know, the reality of it is like on Monday morning, we meet with the guys and every position coach goes into his room and they watch the tape of the game. And then I, I have a team meeting where I have what's called a good, bad, and ugly tape. And I show the things that I thought that we did well, that we knew were going to be critical to the game so the whole team can see it. I show the things that uh, maybe we didn't do so well but that we were close to doing. And then I show the things that are ugly plays too so that everybody can learn from it and that everybody can see, hey, here's a spotlight on a certain position group or a certain guy and if they improve that aspect of their game, man, we're even going to be better as a team. And so uh, there's a level of accountability to doing that. Uh, and it's not to demean anybody. It's to make sure that we all learn from one another. You know, there was, there was a prime example in the game. We threw a ball to, uh, to Roshan Johnson in the flat in the first drive of the game for a roughly 30, 35-yard game. And there was a block by Hayden Connor behind the ball that we ended up getting a personal foul on, a 15-yard penalty on. And that... I showed that to the team. That wasn't necessarily to, to pick on Hayden Connor. That was so that we don't block behind the ball on a punt return. 
so that we don't block behind the ball on an interception return, so that we can learn from that and we don't negate all of the good things that we're doing. And that's that deal where I've often asked you about the aha moment where a young guy like Hayden Connor can then see that on tape. And yeah, I mean, even if he probably knew it in the moment, to be able to see the, the, the video evidence. And I, I don't think there was any malicious intent behind what he did. You know, I think at the end of the day, he was trying to play a physical brand of football, which is what we pride ourselves on doing. But there's times when you have to harness that physicality and make really good choices and decisions when you're on the field. And then that was a classic example of it. So I'm kind of curious about this good, bad, and ugly uh, uh, tape. That how does that get assembled? I mean, you got video staff, obviously. I mean, do they have an eye for the uglies? Or do you have a list of plays and say, here's the good ones, here's the bad ones, Here's the ugly ones. I need you to put the, uh, put, the put all of these on in this sequence. Is that's that how really, That's really how we do it. And, and I almost go as they, as they come off in the game chronologically. Uh, and there's about, you know, generally speaking, there's four to six plays on offense, four to six plays on defense, four to six plays on special teams, give or take. Um, and so you're looking at anywhere between 15 and 20 or so plays uh, coming out of the ball game that hopefully there's things to learn from in the game that everybody can learn from. There's things to highlight making sure that they see a guy that we knew we've been working with on something and then he went out and executed it or a scheme, whatever that looked like, or populating the ball defensively. I really try to celebrate those things of what's our, what's our standard, what's our style of play. But I also try to point out the areas when we don't do that and here's, the, here's what happens when we don't. So uh, I think it's been, a, it's been a real positive for the guys that, that they get a chance to see the other side of the ball or special teams or things that come up. Understanding that uh, play length and play diagnosis and analysis would vary, what would be like an average time that you would spend on one play, whether it's good, bad, ugly, whatever? How much, how much time do you spend it on varies. the play? It could be anywhere from one to two minutes per yep. play, roughly. But, you know, that's, that's the sideline copy. Then may, it may be an end zone copy. Uh, there may be multiple things on the play. A lot of times there's, hey, this is good, this is good, this is good. But on the same play, there's bad. But that bad didn't, didn't affect the play. But if the ball carrier or if the quarterback would have thrown it there, it would have become bad because we run a wrong route uh, or because we don't fit a certain play right or we don't cover the route combination the right way. Uh, maybe it didn't get exposed on that play, but it will if we don't fix it. And so that may, may be one play that's a good play, but it could have the potential to be bad if we don't fix this. So in other words, not just the result of the play and why it was good, bad, or whatever, but what else could impact it if repeated on down the line. Exactly right. Like, you know, point out rush lanes. You know, we, we, we affected the quarterback Saturday really well. But there were some other moments in that game where the rush lanes could have had an issue if he had decided to scramble. Later on in the game, Bryce Young decided to scramble, and we got hurt because we got out of our lanes a couple times. Um, so I tried to point out to where, hey, this wasn't just in that moment where our rush lanes were a little out of whack. It started earlier in the game as well. All right. Uh, hey, Longhorn fans, time to get your horns up. Play the Texas Lottery today for your chance to win exciting prizes. And remember, luck happens to people like Gerald Gutierrez, who uh, – Keep an eye out and look for chances to win from the Texas Lottery. Gerald won Longhorn Prizes and Texas Lottery scratch tickets. Hook them horns and scratch them tickets. We've got questions to get to, a lot more of the breakdown of what's to come this week and more here on Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, seen by those of you watching on the Longhorn Network and heard all across the state of Texas on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how, with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be shared with friends or family. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em, remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 
Let me take you back to a cold December night in 1921 when 43 coaches gathered at a New York City hotel for good fellowship and to give expression to their views on the game of football. That next year, the American Football Coaches Association was born. AFCA membership is now comprised of thousands of coaches from high school, college, and the NFL ranks. As the game of football faces change and unforeseen challenges ahead, the AFCA will continue to take a leading role to promote and protect the game and its players who have given us so much. This is an important message from the Mine Safety and Health Administration. Mining fatalities, accidents, and injuries are preventable. Taking a minute to approach your task safely can protect you and your fellow miners from injury and death. Staying alert and focused can keep you safe. Do it safe, do it right. Whether buckling a seatbelt or securing equipment, these quick safety measures can prevent injuries and fatalities. Take time, save lives. For more resources, visit MSHA.gov. Welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from here at Pluckers and presented by the Texas Lottery. Uh, I want to get into a, uh, some questions because we have a few questions here. First of all, we have uh, someone celebrating a birthday. I can tell that because of all the hats. You guys probably don't wear those hats around campus, I'm guessing. So it had to be a birthday. It's for Alyssa, right, uh, who's uh, celebrating the birthday. And uh, Alyssa's wanting to know, what is your favorite part of being a Longhorn? First of all, Alyssa, you can't hide, okay? It's your birthday, all right? So there's no hiding back there. But, um, you know, what I love about being a Longhorn is being part of this family. You know, I, I feel the support from so many people. Um, you know, I, I got goosebumps Saturday going into that stadium. And it wasn't just when we came out of the tunnel to start the game, but from the moment we were coming in on the buses and to see the fanfare, really when we were leaving the hotel, the, the yep. fans lined up at the hotel uh, to pulling in on the buses, to walking on Bevo wa uh, Walk, to doing my – I do a little walk around the stadium in pregame, and the student section was packed. They were going crazy already. Uh, to taking the field, to the appreciation of the fans for the way that we played the game. You know, that, there's not many teams that get a, get a standing ovation when you don't win. Uh, and none of us came here not to win. We come here. We came here to, to win championships. But uh, I think those moments like that make you feel the pride of the burn orange and white. Make you feel the pride of, of Longhorn Nation. And uh, it wasn't just me that felt that. I know our entire team did. And um, that's why we're so looking forward to Saturday to getting back out there in front of them and, and putting on another great show. You also had like a who's who of uh, a Longhorn legends. There were Roger Clemens and. Kevin Durant and uh, so many others, as well as Scotty Scheffler. I mean, you had so, had so many of that. That that has to give your guys, I think, a, a great deal of pride, knowing that those legends have come to see them as well. Well, no doubt. I, I got to tell a little quick story here. Yeah. So it's it's before kickoff, and uh, if you you remember me giving my background to you. So sure. My, my mom and dad met in Boston. They have six. They have six kids in Boston. Then they moved to Los Angeles, and I, and I'm born right. And I'm the youngest of seven. But we've got all these ties to Boston, and we, i got huge Red Sox fans in my family and all this stuff. So I, I take the field, I, I, I put my headset on, and I look over, and I'm thinking, holy crap, that's Roger Clemens, you know? <laughs> so I went right over and shook his hand, and this is like literally 30 seconds before kickoff. Was this the first time you'd met Roger? First time I met him. So what's in your mind is not Roger Clemens, the Longhorn legend, Roger Clemens the Boston Red Sox. I was legend. thinking the Boston Red Sox, <laughs> Roger Clemens, okay. not not Longhorn, not Yankees. I was thinking Red Sox, <laughs> yeah. you know. And and when I got up on him and I shook his hand, I thought, wow, this is a big man. You know, this is, this is, he's a really big man. I probably could have used him somewhere on on the on the football team. But anyway, those moments are so cool to me, and that that's what it's all about. That's what college football is all about, and that's what makes this place so uniquely special. And you look down the sideline, there is Kevin Durant, or there's Ricky Williams, and there's just all these great players there. And, uh, all the people that make this have made this place special that ultimately had set have set a standard for us that that we strive every day to try to live up to and ultimately exceed uh, speaking of special the managers are here again so uh, they they came last week and uh, this is a a group question that they've submitted they said our flag football season is coming up and we need an offensive coordinator we hear you're regarded as one of the best play callers so we figured 
we ask. We have a head coach. We really just need to solidify the OC spot. All right, so I got – there's two things. I don't really like coaching offensive football if I don't have a quarterback. And I'm not sure sitting at that table – There's a quarterback among the them. quarterback amongst that group. They're all pointing I mean, to one I, dude. I know. I, I know Preston. Yeah. I, know, I know him well. All right, so we got to make sure that we develop a quarterback if that's something that, that I do choose to do. I'm pretty busy this time of year, okay? But uh, if I do decide to do that – um, we got to make sure that these guys are, you know, willing to put in the work and that they study and prepare because we're not going to go out there and just run your generic offense. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, task them with stuff that is going to be hard on them that ultimately be hard on their opponent. Didn't um, wasn't Preston the one who was injured that we talked about before? That's what I'm saying. He, I mean, he's you've kind been of, dealing with quarterback yeah, injuries. I mean, he, you know, you, you want to deal with another one? He'll I mean, fit right in in our quarterback room right yeah, now. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Kind of half, half healthy. Kind of, kind of wondered about that. Um, uh, it, by the way, Preston says, "Who on your staff would have been the most fun to have as a college roommate?" Wow. Ooh. Tashar Choice would have been a great roommate. I mean, he's he is uh, the energy that he provides, his commentary. The guy has uh, uh, got a lot of opinions. Uh, Jeff Banks would be another awesome roommate to have. Um, and I think Bo Davis, just because, you know, that one, you never know what you're going to get. Box of chocolates a little bit. You know, one second he's, he's angry, he's just foaming at the mouth. The next second he's telling jokes that, that you probably couldn't repeat on air, that's for sure. So uh, Bo Davis would be another one. Uh, is this uh, your tight end student manager, Ali? Ali, yeah, right? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, right. yep. Yeah. What is one preconceived notion that you had about Texas, the state, before you got here that you have since learned is incorrect? Okay, so th this, is another, this is another true story. I feel like this is storytelling time tonight, but that's okay. That's all right. So when ultimately CDC, President Hartzell, Kevin Eltife offered me the job, I said, well, I'm honored. Uh, what, this is humbling. Can I, can I have, you know, maybe an hour or so just to kind of let it sink in before, before I tell you? So I hang up and I, I say to my wife, I said, honey, I'm, I'm so excited about this job. I can't wait to go do it. I said, the only reservation I have is I, I just don't know if I can go live where it's brown and tumbleweeds. And she says, she goes, Austin is not brown and tumbleweeds. I said, all of Texas is brown and tumbleweeds. <laughs> so sure enough, we get on Google. She's showing me, you know, Lake Austin, Lake Travis. The, the, I said, oh, done. I called them back in five minutes. I said, guys, I'm taking the I'm job. In. Let's go. <laughs> I'm in. So let's go. So that, that's the preconceived notion, you know, okay. is that it was Austin was not Dallas. It was not Houston. I had never been here before, so how could I know? I'm just thinking it's another small college town. Sure enough, I was completely wrong. If I was wrong about anything in this job, it was Austin, the city of Austin, and all the great things that this place has. Yeah, it's a pretty good city, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not bad. All right. Hey, want to remind you to register free at texasports.com slash New York for your chance to see Longhorn men's basketball at Madison Square Garden this December, courtesy of Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. That's texasports.com slash New York. Good luck. More of your questions coming up when we continue. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, Premier Pluckers, and presented by the Texas Lottery continues in a moment. And as we enter the fourth quarter, the score is 277 to zero. Now that seems excessive. Oh, it is, but the crowd's still going wild. And there's a tie. Wait a minute, looks like both teams are running off the field and straight for that convenience store. Looks like a scramble to get those new cash blowout scratch tickets from the Texas Lottery. Giant cash prizes, it's a real blowout. Play cash blowout for your chance to win big. Visit TexasLottery.com for odds must be 18 or older to participate, play responsibly. Real Texans are genius. Bud Light salutes you, overly dedicated Texas Longhorn fan. How come? You show up to every UT football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and ball-related sport there is. Bing Each game, you slather your entire body in burnt orange. Every nook and cranny. Yes, you're brewed in Texas, and so is your Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. Anheuser-Busch, Houston, Texas. Texas, to be the best in Texas, we put quality 
technology and capability in the hands of every Texan who drives one. Visit your Texas Ford dealer today and you'll see why. Ford is the best in Texas. Longhorns men's basketball is headed to New York City this December, and Texas Farm Bureau Insurance is sending along two lucky fans to Madison Square Garden. Register free for the Battle in the Big Apple sweepstakes at texasports.com slash New York for your chance to win airfare, hotel, game tickets, and $500 cash to spend December 6th with the Longhorns in New York City or other great prizes. Registration closes on November 20th, so visit texasports.com slash New York today. And good luck from Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. John Robinson, the tailback in the eye. Hudson Card under center, second and goal. Handoff, Robinson left side, and he'll score. In for the touchdown, touchdown Texas. D. John Robinson's second rushing touchdown of the year, third touchdown overall, and the Longhorns do strike back. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark. Premier Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, presented by the Texas Lottery. Um, we, we've got a question here from... Uh, I guess it's uh, Ryan, Ryan, who is the cornerback manager, right? Gum guy. Is he the gum guy? Is that, yeah, is that? I, don't, I don't chew the gum, but we have a few other people that do, so yeah. I'm not a big gum guy. So Ryan has to have the gum ready yeah, yeah. for them. Okay. All right. So uh, Ryan's question is, at this early stage, is there an NFL quarterback to whom you can compare Quinn's game to? Oh, that's, style yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. You know, I, I think that, you know, the one thing that is unique about Quinn is the ability to throw the ball from a variety of arm angles uh, when his feet aren't set and still remain really accurate. And I hate kind of putting labels on guys, especially to great players. But there's two guys in the NFL to me that, that do it better than anybody. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been doing it for a long, long time. And Pat Mahomes has been doing it kind of in this short term of his career. Uh, but there's a, there's a unique ability amongst Quinn. Like, there's a great example in the game. Uh, there was like a third and one in the first quarter where we were going to take a shot. In my mind, I was already thinking I was going to go for it on fourth down anyway. We were right around midfield. And he kind of sets up, and then he has to slide a little left, and he has to throw the ball almost at a different arm angle. His Jordan Whittington for a big third down conversion. There's not many guys that can kind of make that throw, and I actually think his arm gets hit, and he's still able to deliver that throw. But those are the, those guys have that ability. Uh, I'm not saying Quinn is Aaron Rodgers yet or Pat Mahomes yet, um, but that, that natural ability to throw the ball from just about any arm angle as well as not having their feet exactly set and still remain really accurate down the field. I guess this is as good a time as any to just kind of say, I know you said these guys are day-to-day. -day. My favorite phrase always when somebody says that is to say, aren't we all, because we are day-to-day. Uh, -day. But those three guys and Deshaun Jamison, as you said on Monday in the news conference, it's just going to be throughout the week, isn't it, on, on what progression they might have in terms of their availability? Yeah, you know, I think the, the one thing that's been encouraging, whether it's been Hudson, Quinn, you know, Jamison, all of them have gotten better every day. That's the positive part. Now, we, 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 this thing's probably going to take us right up to game time uh, of what it's going to look like. Uh, but the positive part is they're getting better. Um, you, we're seeing the improvement in all of them. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see as we get into, you know, ultimately Friday and then into Saturday. Uh, I don't want it to linger up to kickoff. Uh, I'd like to be able to, to know what we're going to do and the team know what we're going to do so that uh, we can play the best football we can play. And a lot of curiosity, and naturally so, about Charles Wright. And he's a local product, and, and I know you've been impressed with the work that he has put in. I've been really proud of, of Charles. You know, I actually met with him uh, just the other day to let him know how proud I was of him. Um, you know, I think a lot of times in our, in our sport, we look at the five-star guys, and we neglect the development of them, and, and sometimes they have to develop. J.T. Sanders, great example of that, right? But sometimes we don't look at maybe the guys that didn't come in with all the accolades. They developed too. And Charles was, was far from a finished product a year ago when he first got here and gradually got better and had some moments in spring ball, really worked on his craft, worked on his confidence throughout the summer, throughout, uh, throughout fall camp, and is playing the best football he's played since I've been here. And that's the beauty of coaching. That's the beauty of, of player development. Uh, and that's the beauty of why we do what we do. When you can see confidence grow in a young man, um, and he's, he's a prime example of that. So 
Um, he was ready to go Saturday if he needed to go in the ball game, and I'm assuming he was going to play well. Uh, and he's ready to go this Saturday if, uh, if we need him as, uh, then as well. And you were asked on, on Monday about this, about depending upon who is actually taking the snaps, how comfortable you are. And this kind of gets to uh, Ray's question a little bit about the, uh, the comfort with the offensive group, no matter who the quarterback is out there. And you, and you still feel confident no matter who's taking the snaps, you can still run the offense the way you want to run. Well, I think, you know, we have some real staples in our offense that we believe in. Um, but we also have a lot of offense, and we have a lot of variety to our offense. And I think, you know, one thing we try to pride ourselves on as a coaching staff um, is trying to make sure that we put our players in the best position to be successful. And the quarterback is one that's probably the easiest to do that with. Um, you know, we evaluate them every day, um, whether it's in training camp or now or guys coming off of injury or a guy who might be making, throwing his first passes in a ball game. Um, inevitably, I want to make sure I'm calling the things that they're good at, that they have confidence in themselves that they can go do. Um, and we have enough offense to where um, it won't feel like we're, we're playing the game very limited. It's going to feel very natural, I think, to all of our players um, so that when they get in there, they can play and, and play with some real success. All right. We have much more coming your way as we continue with Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin and presented by the Texas Lottery, seen on the Longhorn Network and heard on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We go through safety training and try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's, it's our roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. I've been driving trucks for a long time. Safety is my number one priority. I know that my truck has huge blind spots. That's why I remember to check my mirrors often for smaller vehicles. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're behind the wheel, try to avoid lingering in those blind spots. It can be dangerous. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. Al-Anon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. Call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. This is Longhorn Weekly. We've got more coming up after we pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Texas Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin, presented by the Texas Lottery. I want to remind you to support the uh, Longhorns' Texas OU weekend starting Friday, October 7th. The 34th annual Get Teed Off at OU Golf Tournament to the Bash Before the Clash and the Tailgate at the Fairgrounds. Round up your Longhorn friends and don't miss out. Go to DallasTexasExas.org for more information. Okay, um, we, uh, while we were on the subject of quarterbacks, I didn't get a chance to get to Cindy's question. She heard you mention the news conference when you were asked about uh, Malik Murphy the other day and you said not healthy yet. I mean, that's... Is that something that's just 
building over time for him to try to get healthier? Yeah, it is. And, that, you know, I think it's, it's frustrating for him. It's frustrating for us. Um, you know, he's a very talented young man. He's got great work ethic, um, bright, um, just not healthy enough, you know. And so hopefully we can get him there sooner rather than later because um, I know he's chomping at the bit to, uh, to really contribute. And we would love to have him be able to contribute. We're, we're just not at that point yet. Uh, question from your board guys. Oh, yeah, they're important. The board guys here for yeah. the manager. Uh, it's Jordan and Ben. Now, first of all, explain to everybody what the board guys do. So we put those big boards up on the sidelines, and there's times when those boards mean absolutely nothing, and there's sometimes those boards are vital to mm -hmm. what play we're running um, or what we're doing offensively. And so those guys catch my wrath. Uh, everyone. You know, there's certain things that can, can spark me, to, that can yes. get me fired up quickly. These guys know how to do it. I don't know sometimes if they do it intentionally or not. Let's just see if we can really piss Coach Sark off. Yep. Um, but, um, you know, I, I know them well. I mean, they, they're right on my hip, you know, kind of throughout an entire practice and throughout an entire ball game. Uh, before I get to their question, uh, because uh, I've mentioned the boards uh, on the air, whose idea is it for the specific things that wind up? Like I saw Tennessee Titans and then I'd see a Star Wars character and then you'd see a creature and then you would see uh, a basketball or something like that. Who, and I know there's meaning to some of it, but not all of it. Who comes up with the actual conceptual ideas about whether it's real or a decoy, what actually goes on those boards? You know, we have a lot of young people that work in our office and um, we may name a place something and then I'll say, hey, let's use a board or not or hey, we need a dummy board for this. And uh, inevitably, they're the ones that come up with it. Yeah. There's been some that have had to veto, believe me. There's really? There's been some boards that were going to go up. I said, we can't do that. We're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not. Kind of cross the line a little not, bit. We're not going to put that board up. Um, you know, a face of the opposing head coach is probably not a good idea to put up on a board. So, um, you know, but there's some really funny ones that go up too. Um, we've got a, we've got a special team analyst, uh, Coach Crosby. He's got a picture that goes up, which is, Hysterical! I think everybody laughs when his face gets up there. But we just have a, we have a really good time with it. And oddly enough, there's sometimes for the players it triggers really good thoughts and things and reminders. And there's other times those boards mean nothing. You know, it's all predicated on signals and, and whatnot. But uh, it is uh, it's a unique process. These guys take a lot of pride in it. I will say that they take a lot of pride. They're 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 vital to our success. And it's not an easy job. There's a lot of boards they carry around, and they got to lift up and down for, for an entire ball game. Uh, their question, by the way, is how do you think they stack up against prior board guys? Because that's always a big topic on this program is prior right. board guys. Right. You know, for your program. You know, I, I've been fighting them on this. Um, my prior board guys had these – harnesses, if you want to call them, that they carried the boards in. It almost looked like a back, a big backpack, but yeah. the board in the front. Kind of almost like the old sandwich board advertising yes. guys. These guys refuse to do it. I don't know if they want it because they want to show off that they can carry all the boards around without that, without that. Uh, but they refuse to do it. Um, so, you know, I guess they stack up fine. They do it. They do a really nice job. I'm just not sure about the efficiency that in which they could operate it in, but they do it. They do a great job, and uh, we're lucky to have them. They, they got they got a big, you know, it's a big task that we ask them to do. All right, uh, we've got more coming up when we continue with Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, presented by the Texas Lottery. We'll continue in a moment. Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top 10 wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand that no one wants to wait in line to get a table, so download the Pluckers Club app and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to eat Pluckers at your home? Pluckers offers online ordering for pickup and delivery through DoorDash. Visit Pluckers.com for details. You know what they say at Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Bud Light salutes you, overly dedicated Texas Longhorn fan. How come? You show up to every UT football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and ball-related sport there is. Each game, you slather your entire body in burnt orange. Every nook and cranny. Yes, you're brewed in Texas, and so is your Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. Anna Bush, Houston, Texas. 
to win big? Then Winstar World Casino and Resort is your best place to play. So if you're looking to hit it big, our expanded gaming floor now has over 10,000 of your favorite games for you to play big. And with new restaurants and bars, the world's biggest casino just keeps getting bigger. In the game of business, information is your playbook. It's the thing that keeps everyone on the same page so that each player has the knowledge they need to perform their role, work together, and give your team a competitive advantage. The trick, of course, is executing that playbook. And that's where RICO comes in. We're a proud sponsor and business technology provider of Texas Athletics. And we're ready to play for your team whenever you want an edge. We love information. Hook 'em horns, RICO. Imagine change. Young from the shotgun. Mike's with the snap, back to throw, pressure coming, down he goes! Oh, what a hit by Jalen Ford! Slammed him all the way back to the 39-yard line. A loss of 10, and for the first time today, Alabama will punt. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, presented by the Texas Lottery here from Pluckers, the West Campus location. And Austin almost felt the vibration of the boot from that hit that the Jalen Ford had, and that was that was one of those highlight play tackles that he made. It really was. A great design by the defensive staff, kind of overloaded the uh, side, you know, got got Bryce Young to change the protection, and then Ford right right through the A-gap, with, which is tough to do. He's tough to get on the ground, and it was a really clean hit, really easy, you know, just kind of, you know, just momentum-building plays. And that was a huge play in that First drive, they get the ball, they go down, they kick the field goal. Second drive, they go 80 yards, touchdown run. Then they we proceed to force them to punt six straight times in a row. But that, that play kind of started it and forced the first punt, and then we were able to kind of settle in defensively. And Jalen's a guy you've been telling everybody about how far he's come and how fast he's come. He really has. You know, he's playing like a different player. He's playing really aware. He's playing confidently. Um, you know, that's, again – kid in year three, you know, and that's so many times, you know, everybody wants, we bring in a player, why isn't he starting day one, or, you know, what, what, why isn't this guy in year two a front-line guy? It, you know, I call that the Jatavian Sanders question. Yeah, it, it's the classic, he's in year three of his of his maturation process, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, I just feel like he's really dialed in right now, and he's playing good football for us. And you've got, I thought, I thought Ryan Watts gave you some uh, big moments as well, and I know everybody remembers the so close coming in on uh, the sack thing and just just barely missed out there and uh, on on getting a sack on Bryce Young and and by the way also uh, it's been pointed out and people can see on the film the hold that wasn't called on that play but uh, but there was guys like that you like having playmakers and guys that are developing Jameer Johnson you pointed out uh, and Austin Jordan was the guy that gave you some stats the other day yeah he did you know when when DJ went out. Um after his near-miss interception, you know, that Jameer Johnson, who was already in the rotation, started playing more, and then Ryan Watts had a heck of a game. Uh, and I, I, I know everybody just likes watching defense. He had a real impact on special teams, covering kickoffs, did a great job. He started to get a little more fatigued because we didn't have that rotation. And, and Austin Jordan goes in. I think he gave us 14 or 15 snaps on defense as a true freshman corner, which, which is fantastic. So. Uh, a lot of guys are developing. A lot of guys are, are moving in the right direction in a positive way that um, you know, we're, we're obviously very excited about. Uh, here's a, a question from Robert who says, and, and you've kind of spoken to this a little bit, but his take on it, how will you specifically know what success looks like for you with your team? Well, I, I think this. You know, we, we have certain standards that I'm, are non-negotiable in our program. Our energy is one. You know, our attitude, our energy, what we bring every day is one. Body language tells me a lot about the attitude and energy you're bringing for that day. Two, we critique effort first. So it doesn't matter what the play is, offense, defense, special teams. I watch all 11. I watch the effort first. Then we get into the fundamentals and the techniques. But then it, it lends itself to are we playing aggressive? Are we playing physical? Are we playing fast? Are we playing smart football? Success generally is a byproduct of all of those things combined. And to me, if, if we can play that brand of football, that style of football, for an extended period of time, not just one game, two games, three games, but for a season, 
we'll have a really successful season. At the end of the day, we'll be where we're supposed to be. When you uh, talk about body language, uh, is that something also that the players kind of police among themselves to try to pick one another up if somebody maybe is dragging a little bit emotionally and it's manifested in his body language, something like that, or is it, or is it primarily the coaches having to light the fire there? I think it goes both ways. You know, I think early on, you know, we preach it a lot, championship body language. I think championships, champions stand different, look different, walk different, carry themselves different. And there's a championship body language that we strive for amongst all of our players. Um, a year in now, I think our players understand it too. And they're a lot more quick to, to point out to a guy, to pick him up, to get him going, or to, to let him know, hey, that, that's, not, that's not how we do it around here. Um, and that's when you really got something brewing. That's when you really got something going. When they start to do it on their own, to me, that's, that's the secret sauce, right? I mean, everybody... Everybody wants to know, well, how do, the, how do those teams do it as opposed to the other? It's when the players really start to do it. Yeah, because it, it's it, not coming from us as coaches. That's that old thing about the, the best teams are player-driven teams? That's right. I mean, that's, that's the whole key. And everybody wants a player-led team. Everybody wants a player-driven team. But, one, if they don't know how to do it, that's a problem. Two, if they're not willing to do it, that's a problem. Three, if – the player that they're trying to fix is defined about it, that can be a problem if the players don't then address it again or if a coach doesn't step in. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to take a look at the opponent for this week, the Roadrunners of UTSA, when Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark continues from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, presented by the Texas Lottery, seen on the Longhorn Network and heard on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. We welcome you back here on Longhorn Weekly from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin with Coach Sark and presented by the Texas Lottery. Uh, UTSA is a team that has played two football games and four overtimes. <laughs> Three in the first game, one in, in uh, last week's game. Uh, I think it's been well documented what Jeff Trailer has done in really flipping the fortunes of that program and what he's done uh, starting in the pandemic year of 2020. He really has. I got a great deal of respect for Coach Trailer, the job that he's done. Um, you know, he's got a veteran football team that knows how to win. And they've played a lot of football, a, a bunch of seniors on both sides of the ball. Uh, got a senior, I think it's a six-year senior quarterback who's played a lot of football, can use his arm, can run. Uh, so they pose a lot of challenges. But 
all the credit in the world to Coach Trailer and the job he's done down there. You talk about the, the uh, veteran nature of this team and the way it's constructed. I mean, that, that accounts for a lot when you've got all the returning players, whether they were starters or just in the rotation, that sort of thing, the familiarity thing with his system. I would well, I think, I think it leads to a lot of things. One, more phys physically more mature, right? They're just more developed. I think there's some mental maturity there, right? As you, as you grow, you get older, right? You know, what's important to you and how you do it. I think three, just being in a locker room that's had success, you know, you know, lends itself to you want that same success. You're willing to put in the work to make that happen. And I think they've got that. They've got that culture in their program. You can see it in the way they play. They play really hard. They're tough. Uh, they're physical. Uh, the, the offensive line is, and this is a compliment, they're nasty. Uh, they, they play they play the game the right way, and it's a heck of a challenge for us. Uh, you mentioned Frank Harris, or made a reference to him. Let's start with him because this is a quarterback who who operates the offense, I guess, differently from how Bryce Young does it, but but equally effective in how he works with his offense. Well, he really does. You know, I, I, they're they're an offense that has a lot of advantage throws, as I like to call them in the in the you know the RPO game, where they can spit the ball on the perimeter when they get the look that they want. He can run it. He can zone read it and pull it. So the run game is, is taxing that way because of the multitude of what they can do. It's almost like triple option. But then yet their willingness to throw the ball down the field and to throw the, the outside fades, the slot fades, and to put you in one-on-one -on -one matchups where all of a sudden now it's 50-50 balls. He throws them accurately, and they've got a big, tall, long receiving group of their front-line starters. They're all over six feet tall, and they can go make plays on those things. I, I think I heard somebody – I heard it mentioned several times going into the Alabama game where, quote-unquote, the Longhorns are going to need to win the one-on-one -on -one battles, that type of thing. But this team is pretty good at, at, at breaking down its opponent in one-on-one -on -one battles. Well, they force you – you know, if, if you sit back and you play soft – you know, they will take those those easy completion advantage throws on the perimeter. So they force you to come up and get in their face and play them to take those throws away. Well, once you get up there, now they're going to say, okay, we're going to throw the ball into these 50-50 opportunities, and they're good at it. So they force you to come up to force you to play those 50-50 balls to, A, get a completion, B, potentially get P.I., or C, get you to back off again, and now they get back to their advantage throw game. So they pose some real challenges. I, I also find their uh, receiving core very interesting. A lot of variety. Josh uh, Josh Cephas is, is a real speed slot guy. Uh, you have uh, DeCorian Clark, who's a physical type of guy. And then Zachary Franklin, a, a senior, who's just kind of the amalgam of all of that. He really is. But there's one common theme with all of them. 6'3", 6'3", 6'1". They're all long. They're all tall. Uh, they're built a little differently, but they've got great length, um, and it gives them an opportunity to make those plays on the 50-50 ball. How about your thoughts on their defense and, uh, and the challenges they present? Well, really well coached. Again, veteran group, right? They're stout inside. They're not the longest group we've seen up front, but they're very stout up front on their defensive front. Um, in the back end, all senior starters. Very comfortable playing, guys who have played a lot of football, whether it was at UTSA or at another school. They've got a transfer from West Virginia. You know, they've got a preseason, you know, the, the conference player of the year in Rashad Wisdom. So another veteran group. They know their defense very well. They play it very well, and they're going to make you earn what you get. All right, uh, we've got a few more of your questions coming up. We'll be back to wrap up this week's edition of Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, presented by the Texas Lottery from here at Pluckers, when we continue in a moment. The weather swings in Texas from one extreme to the next. Don't be surprised when you find bugs as uninviting guests in your home. Pest Management Incorporated treats a wide variety of pest control issues, including termites and bed bugs, for residential and commercial customers across Texas. Trust the pest control company that Texas Athletics has trusted for all their facilities since 2010. Visit us at pestmanagementinc.com today to schedule an appointment. Pest management treatments cannot rid you of bears, raiders, sooners, aggies, or other conference pests. Hook them. Football season is back, and when I think of football, I think of Pluckers. You can dine in at one of Pluckers' seven Austin-area locations, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, Pluckers has some of the best takeout in the game. You can also order Pluckers on DoorDash, so you never have to miss a minute of the game or get off your couch. Visit Pluckers.com and place your online order for pickup or place a delivery through DoorDash. You know what they say at Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. 
Longhorns men's basketball is headed to New York City this December, and Texas Farm Bureau Insurance is sending along two lucky fans to Madison Square Garden. Register free for the Battle in the Big Apple sweepstakes at texasports.com slash New York for your chance to win airfare, hotel, game tickets, and $500 cash to spend December 6th with the Longhorns in New York City or other great prizes. Registration closes on November 20th, so visit texasports.com slash New York today. And good luck from Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. And as we enter the fourth quarter, the score is 277 to zero. Now that seems excessive. Oh, it is, but the crowd's still going wild. And there's a tie. Wait a minute. Looks like both teams are running off the field and straight for that convenience store. Looks like a scramble to get those new cash blowout scratch tickets from the Texas Lottery. Giant cash prizes, it's a real blowout. Play cash blowout for your chance to win big. Visit TexasLottery.com for odds must be 18 or older to participate. Play responsibly. Snap to Trejo. He's going to angle for the sideline. Booming high kick, but this one may reach the end zone on the fly. Almost didn't know it. Bounces at the one. Saved at the one. Oh, what a play. Downfield coming down to knock it down. Zach Edwards, the deep snapper, comes down the field, fields it on the hop at the one-yard line. It's 50 on the dead stop at the one, and that is where Alabama will have it. What a play there by the punter Trejo and his snapper, Zach Edwards, to make that grab. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark, presented by the Texas Lottery from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location. Looks like you found a punter. Daniel Trejo really did a job for you last he week. He really did. You know, he didn't have a great first punt, but to come back, I think he hit a 61-yarder, uh, and then that punt was huge in the ball game to pin him down inside the one. So uh, we're excited about him. He's a veteran guy. He's got a lot of experience. Um, and I think now he's settling into uh, to what we're trying to do on special teams with Coach Banks. How, how common is it for your snapper to get downfield like that, to be able to down a punt when, when he's the one, you know, getting it back to the punter? It, it's a little bit unique, but I'll say that's one of the strengths of, of Zach. You know, he, he really can run. He's a good athlete, and uh, he gets down more than even that. You see it on that play, but he affects returners as well, where he can flatten off returners and now – our other coverage unit can get there to, to get him on the ground. Anybody ever ask him why or how he started at Oklahoma and then transferred in? I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know that. So I don't think it, many people have asked him. Yeah, started off at Oklahoma and ended up uh, transferring in. Okay, uh, uh, big fans here, Jason and Delisha along with Christian, and their newest addition, the baby Jeremiah, want to know if you're a fan of the band ACDC. I am. You know, I kind of grew up listening. There was, you know, ACDC in that era uh, when I was growing up was, was pretty big. You didn't make the Iron Maiden concert last night at the Moody Center? I did not. But I will say this. The first concert I ever went to was Metallica. Well, see, That's you're a, in the neighborhood. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that whole era, I was kind of in that. Okay. All right. Uh, this kind of rolls back to the, the whole deal about uh, the boards when I was talking about there's different things. Uh, Alex and Steven are asking, what color would your lightsaber be? Burnt orange. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that was that difficult a question to answer, but there it is. Okay. Um, the, before we get done here, I know uh, you, what's exciting about this is not only was there a record crowd of 105,000 for Alabama, and turn around and here's UTSA coming in. It's a sellout. Game's a sellout. So, I mean, that's that, – that is a step in that direction of what you're talking about when coming off the largest crowd in Longhorn football history, largest crowd in college football history for a game in the state of Texas, you've got another sellout with UTSA coming in. It's so awesome. I, I, I'm so fired up for our fans. Um, you know, I've been banging this drum for, for you know, heading into year two now. And um, I, think, I think DKR can be one of the most intimidating places in the country to come and play. And I know that team that just left last weekend said that exact thing. You know, you heard Will Anderson talk about it, what it was like playing in DKR and playing against us and the impact that our fans had in that game. Man, you, you get 100,000 of us in there together and we're playing as one and we're screaming as one and we're in this thing together. This is, this is the toughest place in the country to come and play. We need to continue to build upon it. I can't be more fired up for Saturday night at 7 o'clock for our team to get back out there and do what they're, they're going to go do. 
but also for our fans and their support and what they mean to us. Well, like you said, you only have five more of these left, right? That's right. It's incredible. You know, we, we seven home games, and we're already on number three. So let's make it a great one. All right. We'll look forward to seeing you at the stadium on Saturday evening. It is a 7 o'clock kickoff, and uh, our coverage on the network will begin at 6 p.m. on Saturday evening. So we'll uh, look forward to uh, bringing you all the action of the Texas Longhorns against the UTSA Roadrunners. It'll come your way on Saturday evening, 6 o'clock airtime, 7 o'clock kickoff, and you can also watch it on the Longhorn Network as well. So we'll look forward to seeing you next week. For Coach Sark and for everybody else, I'm Craig Way. Thanks for joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you next week at the same time right here on Longhorn Weekly. Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark has been brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort, over 10,000 ways to play. By Rico, an official corporate sponsor of Texas Athletics. The University Co-op. Get ready for game day and support student success at UT Austin by shopping the co-op. By your South Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. The Texas Lottery. Longhorn fans, play the Texas Lottery today. The Texas Lottery proudly supports Texas education and veterans. Field presentation of the Longhorn Radio Network.